Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. I'm David. I got Jason here. We are finally back in our studio after traveling like crazy through the fall. And today we want to talk about partnering with God in business. That's truly what expert ownership is all about. We're talking about owning every every area of your life. But when it comes to your business, you don't truly own it. God owns it. You're just the managing partner. Yeah, that's right. He 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 partners with you for sure. Uh, but he's the majority owner. He's made you managing partner. So just just remember that God is the majority owner. I am the managing partner. All right. Well, let's talk about how to actually practically do that, Jason. Yeah. Okay. So if you want God as your partner, now listen, we've talked a lot about this at Expert Ownership. So it, I, I mean, it bears repeating our repetition. Absolutely. In talking with partnering with God, but we've got we've got some keys for you. I've got ten specific things I'm going to share with you, but I broke it down into three and seven. All right, and these are going to help you uh, have that vibrant relationship with the Lord. Now, listen, with every business partner that you have, the number one thing that you can do with that business partner is focus on your relationship. Okay, I'm not talking about, hey, let's go to coffee. No, I'm talking about being someone of value who values them as a person above all things first. And does what scripture says, considers them more important or better than yourself. Yeah, so partnerships are all about relationships. That's why uh, when people come to us and say, hey, I'm thinking about partnering up with this person. What do you think about business partnerships? I'm like, partnerships will work. You know, Dave Ramsey said the only ship that doesn't uh, float is sail. A, is a, that doesn't sail is a partnership. And I get that, but that's that's broad stroke. That I it, They can work, it and can, they have. It can work. And so what we like to say is that if you're going to partner with somebody, you've got to look at it like a marriage. And when you covenant with somebody in a marriage, you're going to take their spankings if God needs to spank them. So in a co- the covenant is different from a contract. A covenant is based on mutual yielding. A contract is based on mutual shielding. So a covenant, especially the covenant of marriage, is I'm all in no matter what. A contract is I'm all in if you do these things. Now, of course, we have to have contract law. When we contract things and in a partnership, you truly actually do have a partnership so that you can have clarification because clarity is kindness, but truly you have to operate covenantally. And so, and Jason, a couple of things, I know this isn't your show note. What are some of the relationship killers? I know contempt is a relationship killer. It's the number one relationship killer. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt right now. Contempt, let me just say this is negative thinking toward another person. It's there's something that happened or something they said or did, and you're thinking negatively, and then that negativity just just grows and blossoms, and you you can't stop thinking that negative thought, and it's basically unchecked criticism in the mind. But but let me let me just say this: that's a relationship killer. But if you want to partner with God, you 100% have to focus on your relationship with God. Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, real quick, if you want to accomplish anything in life. Any type of goal that you want to accomplish, and and obviously we're talking to faith-filled entrepreneurs here at uh, Expert Ownership, so let's just think about your business. 
you want to um, you, you want to have a business that's going to generate twenty percent margin, you know, for twenty twenty three. Like that that's your goal, or you've got a new uh, business vertical that you're going to open up, and you'd like that to generate a ten percent margin bringing in a million revenue, like whatever goal it is, it doesn't matter what it is. There are three things that you need to have in order to make sure that you have that, that that you can accomplish that goal, that vision. Okay. Number one is you've got to have the vision for it. Okay. What is it that you want to accomplish? You need to be able to see it. You need to be able to look into the future and see what is that vision? What is it that we want to accomplish? You've got to have that vision. Now that's so important. And I shared this on our living among lions podcast about how David and I, when we were kids, uh, teenagers, we both wanted two things. We wanted Division One full-ride scholarships in baseball, and we also wanted to get drafted to play professional baseball. So we had those two things. And that vision was very clear to us. And there were lots of times where we would uh, actually have the, the soundtrack for the natural playing in the background, and we could see ourselves signing D1 scholarships. We could see ourselves... Uh, hitting in Yankee Stadium and getting drafted like that vision we were constantly seeing ourselves accomplishing what it is that we wanted to accomplish in baseball so we had that vision out front it's very clear Habakkuk 2-2 make the vision plain write it on tablets so he who has it may run that vision keeps you moving okay so first it's vision and then the second thing is process So once you've got the vision, once you've got the goal, once you've got whatever it is that you want to accomplish, you then wrap a process around it where you create the steps necessary to achieve it. And this is all about relationship, talking about focusing on the relationship with God as your business partner. That's exactly where we're going, because we're going to give you seven step, a seven step process in just a second. Okay. So the first thing is you got to have vision and specifically with what we're talking about today is a vision for having... God is a vibrant business partner who partners with you and helps you and guides you and trains you and all of these things that an awesome business partner can do. And you want that with God, right? Okay. Well, what's your vision that you want to accomplish with your business? What is your vision that you want to accomplish with God? Okay. Let's have a vibrant relationship. Now let's create a process around that. Let's create a process. That is the steps necessary. That's going to help you achieve your goal of having God as a business partner, okay? Then, once you've had got your process in place, you need the third thing, is discipline. Okay, discipline's doing what you don't want to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish. So those three things, vision, process, discipline. You want to accomplish anything in life, you got to have those three things. We're talking about partnering with God. You want a you want a business that has a deep relationship with God, okay? That's your vision. What's your process? We're about to give you seven steps to have your process. And then discipline, sticking to the process. I tell my kids this. Um, I've got a 17-year-old son. He wants a D1 scholarship. I told him, I said, Jake, you just need three things. You need vision. You need to create a process around that vision that are the steps you're going to take in order to accomplish that vision. And you need discipline to stick to the process. If you do those three things, you keep that vision out front where you don't lose sight of it. You know, for David and I, we want to play professional baseball and go D1. So I had a Bible verse, Philippians 4.13. Uh, I stapled it to my ceiling right above my bed, and I wrote in all caps, get up and do all things through Christ who strengthens you, right? So I was talking to myself. I was not listening to myself. And I had a picture of Rafael Palmero, who was a great first baseman for 
the Texas Rangers, uh, one of the best hitters in baseball history, and it was him swinging the bat. And I saw myself swinging the bat like him. And, uh, and so that kept that vision out front. And I created a process, David and I both, where we would work out three times a week. We'd get up really early before school. On Mondays, we'd push our Volkswagen bug. On Tuesdays, we'd do some type of upper body. On Fridays, we'd do something different. But it, it's that process. And, and having that discipline allowed us to accomplish that goal. Now, let me pause for one second. Obviously, discipline is doing what you don't want to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish. One of the best things that I ever heard um, was from a ultra marathoner, Ironman guy who was like doing these things at 65, 70 years old. I forget his name, but uh, he was really famous for, for being old and doing all these Ironmans. And they said, how do you make it through all of these grueling competitions that you enter? He said, very simple. I talk to myself. I don't listen to myself. That's what discipline is like. That's good. He talks to himself. He doesn't listen to himself. So he said, when my body starts to tell me I can't go anymore, I tell myself, yes, you can. You can do this. You're strong enough to do this. And sure enough, you know, he was doing Ironmans at like 70 some years old. So that's what discipline looks like. So we have a vision, we have process, and we have discipline. Let me, let me uh, reverse that out real quick. This is David. So if you have vision, process, discipline, the reverse is, okay, you have vision, but then it's um, it's result and then disappointment. In other words, you have the vision and you don't see the result immediately and you yeah. have disappointment. Yeah. We lost the game. We did whatever. I, I, my company's not doing what I thought it was going to do at this point. Well, then you have disappointment. And talking to yourself, yourself will naturally say, you're not doing it. You're not accomplishing. You're, you're never going to make it. And you're projecting powerlessness into the future, which is really what anxiety is. So if you have vision and then you focus on the result and you're going to be met with disappointment, you have to have vision, focus on the process yes, and stay disciplined to the process and trust in the future. At some point, the result will happen. And then what happens when you do that and you stick to the process, here's what's going to happen. You're going to start to see a little bit of result. You're going to get motivated. Then you're going to see momentum. Momentum's going to start taking place. But now listen, when momentum takes place, there's still one thing that can kill that. Difficulty without discipline. So even when momentum is taking place in your relationships or momentum is taking place in your business, and then bam, you hit some really difficult times, right? If you don't have discipline in that moment, you're just going to stop. You're going to do the four things that I learned this from Craig Rochelle, four things that you do that, that are momentum killers. When difficulty takes place and difficulty arises, you default to what's safe, easy, comfortable, familiar. Those are those are cuss words to a faith-filled entrepreneur. Doing what's safe, doing what's easy, doing what's comfortable, doing what's familiar. Those four things will kill momentum. If you hit difficulty without discipline, you'll default to those four things. But if you stick to your discipline, do what you don't want to do, no matter how difficult it is, you will get through it. You'll have that vision. You stick to your process. You've got that discipline. The next thing you know, you are accomplishing what it is that you want to accomplish. That's right. So if you have been asked the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You have to focus on the bite. You can't focus on the elephant. Yeah. Or how do you climb Mount Everest? One step at a time. You can't focus on the peak. You can look at the peak. Yep. Want to get there. Now, boom, That's your, your focus 
is one step at a time. So maybe you need to renew your vision. Maybe you need to revisit, revisit your process. Maybe you need to return to living a disciplined life. Whatever it is, you can do it. Now, we're talking about making God your business partner and growing in your relationship with your business partner. That's our vision for today. That's our vision for you today. It's engaging with your business partner. Okay, now, we have created a seven-step process that, that will help you as a faith-filled entrepreneur. Okay, to make sure that your time with the Lord doesn't get routine and mundane. So if you're going to have God as your business partner, then you have to spend time with him. And this isn't your, your Sunday school, spend your time with the Lord and do your Devo kind of talk. No, this is, you have a business partner who wants to talk to you. You have a business partner who wants to help you and he will help you. And you need to focus on your relationship with him. Just like you need to focus on your relationship with your spouse you know, and you need to create a process around that where it's like, okay, date night every Friday or date night every Thursday, whatever it is. And those things can easily get routine and mundane, but you don't let it get routine mundane. So here's how you're going to do it. Here are seven steps. Here's a seven step process for you. Okay. You got your vision, your process, and then discipline. Number one, pick your time. Okay. Pick your time. So when are you going to meet with God? I I think Jesus um, modeled this, especially for for those of us who, who are entrepreneurs, have our own business, uh, he modeled it early in the morning. I try to train my kids, do it first thing. Do it first thing. Uh, late at night is just too difficult. I know a couple people that do that and it works for them, but they're freaks. Actually, not really. But you pick your time. So early in the morning. So you're going to start with your time. When is it that you're going to meet with your business partner? And, and don't miss that time, okay? So you pick your time. Number two, set your goal. What's going to be your goal? You need a goal. If you're going to meet with God, then then you need a goal. It can't be generic. Like I want to meet with God. I want to grow closer to the Lord. That's subjective. You got to make it very clear and measurable. So if it's 20 minutes a day, okay, that's good. That's that's part of your goal. But what else are you going to accomplish? This is where we get into scripture where set your goal. Like I want to read through the New Testament in a year. I want to read through the whole Bible in a year. I want to get through the gospels in a year. I want to read through the gospels in a year. And I want to read one commentary that goes along with that in a year. And I want to journal at least one time a week on what I've learned. Like it's specific and measurable. These are goals and time bound. Okay. So set your goal. So pick your time, set your goal. Number three, choose a plan. You, you can come up with a goal, like read through the new Testament, but if you don't get yourself a plan, you won't make it. It's like, I'm going to read one chapter a day. Okay. That's a, that is a plan. But pick a plan that's already marked out for you, okay? And and we'll tell you why you you need that. In uh, now, Jason does second. Jason does his digitally. I do mine old school. Since I was twelve years old, I've been on the same Bible reading schedule. It's a little leaflet. It gets me through the whole Bible in a year. I use my pen. I check mark the date with the Bible reading for that day, and it's visual for me. It's physical, and I can see it. And even right now, we're in the month of November, and I. Um, I'm already looking back at all the check marks and it feels really good to have gotten pretty much through the Bible again for my whatever 36th year of life. Yeah. So, so pick a plan. I mean, the great folks at Uversion, the Bible app, they've got tons of plans. So pick yourself a plan. Okay. Number four, this is important. Delay your meal. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? Well, if you pick your time, you set your goal, like you want to read through the new Testament, you choose your plan. Now you got a, a, a plan that you're that you that you're um, subscribed to delay your meal means don't eat until you've 
read your Bible. Don't eat until you've spent your time with God. So if you wake up in the morning and you're just too rushed and you don't have time to read your Bible or, or to do the, the plan that you've got, um, don't let yourself eat. And then trust me, your hunger will spur you on. It will. So you delay your meal. Our dad always taught us this way when we were reading our Bible. He's like, don't let yourself eat until you've read your Bible every single day. And your hunger will drive you on. Now we, we're to a point, by God's grace, we just don't miss. Right now, obviously, there are some practical things that happens. You know, Tori rushed to the hospital, you know, 4 a.m. to have Lundy. And it's like, I remember that day I didn't read my Bible. I was in the hospital. And so there was stuff that I had to do and I still ate. So obviously there are extraneous circumstances, but as a rule of thumb, you're going to delay your meal until you've read your Bible every single day. And now again, I'm not talking about just reading your Bible when it comes to a relationship with God and you're going to pick your time and you're going to set your goal. It's like, I want to spend 30 minutes, you know, or an hour with the Lord every single morning. Part of that time is spent through prayer and then letting your prayer morph into Bible reading. Cause when you're reading the Bible, that's the only book you can read where the author is right there with you. Okay. So then you've got all of that going. So you're going to pick your time. You're going to set your goal. You're going to choose a plan. You're going to delay your meal. Okay. Number five, you're going to make it real. That's where I just told you that when you read your Bible, it's the only one where God is the the author is sitting right there with you. Don't just let it be a checklist thing. Don't just read scripture. No, dive into it because God, your business partner wants to show you things. David and I, when we were building our business, we learned the rule of five right out of the book of Leviticus. And if you read our book, Expert Ownership, we'll tell you about that rule of five. You know, I think we've even done a podcast on it. But God spoke that to us specifically about business and how we were going to make sure that we didn't fail in the first five years. And then God gave us this little plan. So make it real. Don't don't let it just get routine and mundane. Spend some time praying with the Lord. And then when you get into your Bible reading, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm listening. What do you want to say to me? Okay. Um, So you're going to make it real. And number six, track your progress. This is why I said choose a plan because what you want to do, and if you you could see David's plan, he's got little check marks beside it. I've got a digital plan where I've got little highlighters. Once you've read it, check it. This feels good. It it tells your brain that it is fulfilling something and accomplishing something. It's what Jesus did, breaking the creation uh, order down into steps. And at the end of every day. Yeah, God did that. Well, yeah. Jesus. Sorry. Um, but but at the end of at the end of every day, he looks. He says, "It's good." Check, and that's yeah. so. That's like that little dopamine hit. That's actually where I'm going with number seven. Let me give you the first six. Pick your time, set your goal, choose a plan, delay your meal, make it real, track your progress, and number seven, reward yourself. Rewarding yourself is very very important. Like what David was saying with God sitting back at at day three when he's creating, and he sat back, took a deep breath, and goes, "Hmm, that's good." You want to reward yourself. Like if you're if you're trying to read through the New Testament and you you got through a whole month and you've done it, go go get yourself a cold stone creamery. That's okay. Go ahead and do it. If you make it all the way through the Bible, you and your spouse go out to eat or you know do this. Uh, take take these seven steps and do it with somebody. Grab another business owner and you guys like, t- tell each other. If you both make it through and you both get through the whole Bible in a year and you've 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 made God your business partner and you've grown in him, at the end of the year, you're going to take your wives out on a double date and you're going to go to a very nice steakhouse, right? Reward yourself. So when you do these things, let me give you one more recap. 
the three things to accomplish anything in life, but specifically uh, making God your business partner. You got to have a vision of it. You need to create a process and you need to have discipline. Here's the process. Seven keys. Pick your time that you're going to spend with the Lord every single day as your business partner. Set your goal. Choose a plan. Delay your meal. Make it real. Track your progress and reward yourself. All right. That's it. Own it or loan it, Jason. Patagonia jackets. Of course. You, you can own that. I don't like the way they look, but yeah, the, I don't they think feel they, really good. Yeah, I'd rather have Under Armour, so I'm I'm going to loan it. Okay. That was kind of <laughs> that was kind of terrible, but it's cold. It is. All right, subscribe, rate, review, send this out to some friends. This thing's been growing. It's been very fun to listen and, and hear from folks. Uh, let us know what you think about the podcast and if there are certain things you want to reach out to us, benhambrothers.com, let us know uh, what you want us to cover. If there are things that uh, that we need to discuss. And we, Jason we and I should, uh, generally will be happy to do that. We should do better on social media at Ben and Brothers. Eh, but David and I don't. I don't read like comments. social media. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. If you've commented to media. us or asked us a question on social media, chances Sorry. are we ain't going to answer yeah, it. Just reach out. In, hey, we're building businesses. Benhambrothers.com. Ben Info at Ben and Brothers is what the uh, email is. It goes directly to Deb, our awesome executive assistant. We see every single one of them. So you can always reach out to us and CHM is Christian healthcare ministries is our sponsor. They are so amazing. Expertownership.com slash CHM. We're thankful for those guys. They've saved us a bunch of money and taken care of all of our medical needs. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.